Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Divorced Girl Smiling Podcast. My name is Jackie Pilisoff, and I'm your host. I'm the founder of Divorced Girl Smiling, the company that connects people facing divorce with trusted, vetted divorce professionals. We're also a podcast, a website, a mobile app, and I offer the free consult. Before we get started, I want to give a shout out to one of my Divorced Girl Smiling trusted professionals. She's a San Diego divorce attorney named Bonnie Rabinowich Mantel, and Bonnie is the founder of Primus Family Law Group. What I love about Bonnie is her passion and her ability to listen and handle issues in just such a wonderfully organized and smart and experienced way. If you want to learn more, you can find Bonnie at primusfamilylawgroup.com or in the trusted professional section of Divorced Girl Smiling. So when I got divorced, my wedding rings, engagement and marriage band, pretty much sat in a drawer for a few years. And every now and then I would take the rings out and kind of look at them and put them on my finger to, just to see how I felt and had all these mixed emotions. And then, you know, I really never thought about selling it for like probably a couple years. And then I decided it was time. At the time, I was not back to work yet, and I just kind of felt like I needed the extra money. So for me, that was a good reason, and it felt like the right time, and I wasn't sad about it. And it was a wonderful, wonderful experience, so wonderful that I recruited the people who I worked with to become a Divorce Girl Smiling Trusted Professional because I want to share the experience with others. And that's who my guest is today. And we're going to talk about all things selling your ring. And my guests are Matt and Ann Gable. They are the founders of MJ Gable, their diamond and jewelry buying business. They've been in business since 2011. So welcome, Matt and Ann. Hi, Jackie. Hi, Jackie. So nice to have you on the podcast, and I'm so excited to hear your stories and for you to give my listeners information they need and empower them for when they're ready to sell their ring. Thanks for having us. So just give me a little bit of background. How'd you guys get into this business? Tell me the story, because I know 2011, right? So it's been like, what, 12 years? Yeah, just over 12. We, um, I got started in the business. I had a partner at the time who we had some gold stores throughout Rochester, um, some regional gold stores, a couple counties, some stores. And that's how I started in the business was the fascination of gold and diamonds. And it kind of grew from there into Ann and I working together and deciding that we wanted to do something with the diamonds and diamond jewelry. And um, that's kind of when we created MJ Gable, working with clients all over the world um, with selling, right, diamond jewelry, specifically engagement rings and diamond rings. I'll piggyback on that just real quick, Jackie. We we saw a need for 
people that were selling their gold, they were coming to sell their gold that happened to have diamonds in it. And, you know, at the time there were very few places to sell diamonds. And so we, you know, saw a need to be able to help people sell their diamonds for more than just basically scrap value, right? So we created a couple different ways at the time to do that, to service the people who were there, you know, looking to sell their jewelry as a whole, but really only getting the value of the gold, if that makes sense. So that's kind of where it, where it started. And it has obviously, like Matt said, evolved greatly from there. Now, you guys, I don't even remember how I found you. Do you? Google? Yeah, I, at that time we were we were so organically placed. We were we were top three in the country um, at that time, going against a couple of heavy hitters that had huge budgets every month that we were not spending. Um, we were doing it other ways and reaching the audience that we needed to reach. I, I can't remember because in 2011 Google was not what it is today. So right, I can't correct. imagine. I just Googled. But somehow, I don't even know. And I want my listeners to know, it's not like, oh, you guys were my good friends, which is even better because I actually experienced the whole thing. Yeah, from start to finish. Right. And really, really was happy with the outcome and very, very much trust you guys. So with that said, I want to ask you, when people come to you with their diamonds, in their rings, what are they feeling? Like, do you feel like they're ready? Do they have mixed feelings? It varies. Some people come to us ready to go. You know, their divorce papers were just filed. You know, they, they're sitting with an attorney. They're ready to just part ways with everything associated with their ex. Other people I have come to um, me and Matt who are remarried already. It's been 12 plus years and they're, they still have the ring and they're just now coming to a point where they're comfortable. I have people come to us kind of like midway through and they're just really unsure. You can tell, you know what I mean? It's you, you can tell right there, off the bat. There's still an attachment yeah. there to the ring and to yep. the symbolic nature of, uh, yes, yes, of the entire thing. So it, it really depends. There's no set time for people. I think it depends on the circumstance of the relationship. I think it depends on how it ended, you know, there's so many things evolved, involved and evolving when you're getting a divorce um, that I, I it, it totally varies. But most of the time, by the time people come to us, they are feeling ready to let go. They have made the decision in yes. their mind. Otherwise they wouldn't call. Correct. Correct. So now looking back, I kind of feel like I remember this now. My ex was getting remarried. And mm -hmm. I think that's what kind of pushed Sometimes me. Sometimes there's a trigger. Like, yeah. You know what? Like, it's okay. We're all moving on. Mm -hmm. These things are sitting in a drawer. I could really use the money. Yep. So I think that's what sent me. But I do want to tell my listeners, don't do it until you really feel good about it because you don't want to give your ring and have all this money and then be like, oh, what did I do? Even if you feel yeah. like you got a good deal for your ring, you don't want to be at that point. And remember no. that it's just a material item that symbolized the happiness that you had at one point. And the reality is, is you're not there anymore. So it actually might help you to part with the ring. Yeah. So we, I know when I'm working with a client, especially if I can feel them wavering, I tell them 
you can always come back and see me at another time. But what we can't do is if you call me in two months after you have sold it to me, I can't get it back. Right. So like, if you're unsure, don't do it. Wait, you know, you really need to be in a place where if you walk away, you're okay with that. I will say that the, the most common feeling or reaction that we get to people from people is a sense of relief when they are done with the process, even just handing it over to us. If we're working on it with consignment or in an auction environment, it's a sense of relief. Um, but you have to get, you know, go through that process to get to that point. Yeah, we've had clients call us after they left saying, I, I was nervous in the beginning, but now that it's been a couple of weeks out, I wanted to call you and tell you that I'm so happy to be doing this. Let's mm -hmm. move forward. So there's a sense of off their shoulders and yes. the pressure. I think it, it says a lot there. I'll call someone to tell them that their ring is sold. And they're like, I forgot that I had given it to you <laughs> because it was, it's just like, it's lifted. It's, it's just lifted. You're listening to the Divorced Girl Smiling Podcast with Jackie Pilisoff. I'm here with Matt and Ann Gable of MJ Gable, and we are talking all things related to selling your wedding rings. And when we come back, we're going to get to the process, what actually happens, how people feel after they sell, and then we're going to talk about what you can do with the money, some ideas. We'll be right back. I want to mention two of my Divorced Girls Smiling Partners who I really, really would highly recommend. The first one is divorce mediator Michael Cohen. So Michael is a former corporate executive who retired and then decided to start a mediation business. He does have a certificate as a divorce mediator from Northwestern. Michael is really, really smart and he spent so much of his career mediating just in the corporate world. And Michael went through a highly litigious divorce and that is what motivated him to try to help others get divorced in a much, much better way. If you wanna learn more about Michael, you can find him at michaelsmediation.com or in the trusted professional section of Divorced Girls Smiling. I also want to recommend divorce attorney Anna Krolikowska. So I have known Anna for probably at least 10 years. She is so well respected. She is so well known. And she was at one point the president of the Illinois State Bar Association, one of the only women in history. Anna has a specialty in collaborative divorce and she also helps people get divorced through mediation. I just think the world of her. And Anna can be found at AnnaKLaw.com or again in the Trusted Professional section of Divorced Girl Smiling. Welcome back to the Divorced Girl Smiling podcast. My name is Jackie Pilisoff. I'm your host. Today I'm here with Matt and Ann Gable from MJ Gable. And we are talking about selling your wedding rings. Some great, great information so far, you guys. Let's move on to the process. And how I think we should do this is you can only speak for your process. Yes. I'm going to tell my listeners what I remember about the process of working with MJ Gable. And then you guys can chime in and say, yeah, or this has changed, whatever. You know, I sold my ring pretty much at the beginning of your business. 
because it was like 2011 or 12. So it was right at the beginning. So just imagine how much better you guys are now. <laughs> a lot has changed. A lot has changed. Well, yeah. you didn't have all of the processes that you have now, like all of the options. I don't think sure. you have those yet. So let me tell my listeners what happens. It's pretty simple. I committed to sending my ring to Matt and Ann. I was a little nervous. I didn't know them personally. I'm sending it to upstate New York. But here's the good news. They pay for the insurance in case something happens. They send you a prepaid envelope. So literally you put the ring in the envelope, like put a little tissue around it, put it in the envelope and take it to the place. It's all paid for and everything. And it's insured. Other good news is if you decide they make you an offer and you don't want to take it, they'll send you the ring back. So that was nice too. Now I took the offer and I was absolutely delighted with the offer. So it was a very good experience, but you guys just bought it outright from me. And, but there's now other ways. So people have other options, right? So let's talk about those. But first I want to say at the time, you guys just sent me a check and that was the end of it. Now, is it done electronically? Is it different? How has that changed? You mean payment? Yeah. Yeah. So we can do um, a check or we can do an ACH payment. Um, obviously, if the person is local or comes to see us, you know, face-to-face, -face, we can do a cash transaction. Um, so yeah, we you, there are a couple different options for payment. There's lots of options with, with all the electronic stuff, Venmo, PayPal, Wire, yes. ACH, bank check. I mean, Typically, the rule of thumb is anything over $10,000, we automatically would do a wire or an ACH payment. Anything under $10,000, we can typically express a check um, drawn from our bank. We've never had any issues. And we've had some larger deals, obviously, that we pay with a wire. So tell me about the processes now. So basically, you guys just bought my ring and paid me cash. That's one option. You yep. made me offer. What are some other options that people have? So we can broker a piece. So depending on, you know, what it is, if it's something that's like a name brand piece, for example, or um, maybe has some vintage, you know, um, you know, as era jewelry, perhaps um, we can broker it, which would mean we're using our network, um, you know, of colleagues across the country to find a good home for it. If it's not a great fit for us, we can auction um, this primarily is around the center stone of the ring. That's, you know, in most cases, that's the part of the ring that carries the most value. That's the money maker in the piece. Um, our auction environments are global. They're not just here in the United States. They're usually um, attracting buyers also in Israel or Antwerp. We have those once a month. Um, those um, auctions, you're not obligated to sell. Okay, so in, I wanna reverse for a second. In any scenario, you are not obligated to sell no matter what, doesn't matter you know, what option it is, just because we have it doesn't mean you're committed to us in any way. Um, and then third would be consignment. That is where we um, basically polish and clean the piece, make it back to brand new condition and we market it for you on your behalf um, into the secondary market. We have a bunch of different platforms that we work on um, and we basically take over the selling process um, for you of the piece. So it's the good, better, best model. We came up with that years ago, probably 2014, 15, which is any place that you go and you get a cash offer is going to be a good it's offer. Be good. It's not going to be great. It's not going to knock your socks off. Um, 
And then brokering and auction would be in the same kind of the, the medium range, which is better. The best scenario by far is consignment because we're finding a new home. Like Ann said, we're we're selling to end user consumers, not anybody in trade or wholesale. Yeah, we're we're selling it as a finished piece of jewelry rather than you know taking it apart. If that makes sense. All right. So this is very different than what I went through. Yeah. So do you recommend if somebody calls you and says, "What do you think I should do?" Do you make a recommendation to them yes. and say, you, know, "You have a really good shot at this." consignment thing. We think yep. we can sell this for you. Let's try it first. You yes. can always take the cash later if Correct. they're not in a hurry. So all, okay. So what I want to tell my listeners that I love about this is that you have options and they're going to guide you. And then every situation is unique. So they're going to listen to your needs. Do you need the money right now? If you need yeah, the right. money now, you're going to want to sell for cash. Correct. Yes. Okay. Love this. Love all the options. Yeah. Consignment is great. If you have time, um, you know, obviously our goal is to get you the best price, no matter what option you choose. You know, we don't want people who have to take a cash offer, be limited on taking, you know, a low cash offer with that, that will still be an aggressive cash offer. Um, but obviously if you have more time, we can get more out of it. It's just like anything else, right? Time and price kind of have to align together. Next question. What if people aren't happy with the offer? Sometimes they shop around and find us. Usually we're like second and third. They'll find somebody locally or maybe a big company online that spends $40,000 a month in advertising. Of course, they're they're all about volume and numbers, not necessarily the client, the client experience, getting their, the, the client the best uh, value. So it, it, they shop it and then they'll come back to us you have to remember we're giving all three of those prices up front. We'll give you the, our cash price. We'll give you the broker um, auction price and we'll give you the consigned price and let you make a knowledgeable decision. So sometimes they don't need to, they check our reviews and feel comfortable with us on a phone consult. It just really depends on the personality. Depends on the person, the circumstance. I think it also depends on, you know, where the ring came from. Um, a lot goes into that. But at the end of the day, I think that most people will have a, a gut reaction to it. Kind of like you did, Jackie, like you, you felt comfortable with that. You know, the offer. Guys, that you it was like a no brainer for me. Right. Right. <laughs> so like, yeah. okay. And really the only other person I took it to was a friend of mine who owns a jewelry store in my town. And she just said to me, I feel so bad. I don't want to rip you off, but there's right can only give you x amount it was like half of what you guys offered right right so and, and that so yeah so we're uh, very aggressive so keep in mind if it is a cash offer that's being extended we're buying it under the same circumstances that we're just going to use our own consignment platforms and probably sell it in that manner so we're able to offer a higher cash value for it because most companies that offer this service don't offer consignment and they don't offer broker they want to buy it for as cheap as possible so they can sell it for as much as possible mm -hmm. where we're more of a seller's advocate and we're looking out for the seller. And I have been on your website and seen your store. It's you have beautiful rings and things in there. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> nice. But I mean, I haven't been to your physical store. No, I, yeah. You've, sure. you've seen, yeah. You've seen the type of pieces that we work with. Mm -hmm. All right. Let's move on to how people feel after that sale. What do you, what do you find? Relief. Always. It's always the same. It's, I don't think we've ever had a 
client come back and say, I wish I didn't do that. I, that's never happened. Um, <laughs> they are, it's a whole, not even a whole new chapter. It's like a whole new book. And again, everybody's experiences are different, but it's always. Um, a lot of times it's, I wish I had done it sooner. Yes. Yeah. You know, I've been agonizing over what to do with this. And, um, you know, usually the engagement ring or your wedding set is the last like physical item that symbolizes your entire relationship, your entire marriage down to this tiny little piece. Um, and so it can be stored and kept for a really long time. And I think that people just get paralyzed sometimes with what to do with it. They don't want to get ripped off. Um, it has this emotional attachment we get all that. That's kind of what we're here to do. We're here to take some of that anxiety out of it for you and make it as seamless and easy as possible for people. And that's, I think, why they get the sense of relief. And I think the relief isn't about the money. It's about that they let go emotionally. Correct. It's, Correct. Yeah. it's yeah. like taking baggage off of your back. That's yes. right. Yeah. It's second to that. Yes, they've got this money now that they, but I agree with you. The first is I, I'm glad I did this. I don't have to think about it yes. anymore. All right. I want to move on to, this is a great segue to what people do with the money after they sell it. And I wrote an article a long time ago for the Chicago Tribune when I had my column called, here's what 34 women did with the money. And on one of my last podcasts, I I read like six or eight of them. So I'm just going to move on and read a few more because these stories were unbelievable. So I went on social media and asked people, and these are the answers I got back. I couldn't even believe it. And it's it's outrageous. It's funny. It's But it is, a lot of them are really inspiring and meaningful. So I will start here and just say, okay, let me know what you guys think. I traded it in towards the purchase of wedding rings with my new husband. Yep, we've had that before. <laughs> I saved the money and I still have it. Now, after I read these, I was going to go into something, but I think I'm going to go into it now. I want my listeners to know, I said this in another podcast, if you are ready to part with your rings and you took the money, let's say you work with Matt and Ann and you get a check or a deposit and you put the money into some kind of investment, even a safe investment. Do you realize when your kid is ready to go to college, maybe in 10 years or 15 years, that money is going to be so useful if you invest it and you are going to thank me for bringing this up. So I think that one of the best things that people can do with the money they get from their ring is put it in a savings account. And then if you decide you want to take a trip to Europe and spend it, fine. Maybe it's only grown 2000 or 3000, but it's grown. So to have your ring sitting in a drawer doing nothing when you don't care about it anymore is the worst thing in my opinion. I agree. Yeah. Next thing is Mine were in my purse and my purse was stolen a week before my divorce was final. Oh, that's so sad. That is that very is sad. sad. There's no, I there's think, no closure there. I feel like the rings are still out yeah, there. That's terrible. I, but if that happened to me, I might think to myself, well, good. Because <laughs> all this bad karma was taken from me and right. yeah. 
Next thing is I pawned it and got $40. Oh. And then another person wrote, I threw my wedding ring in the garbage. That doesn't make sense. You've heard of that in the ocean or the water. Yep. Yep. That's my biggest disappointment of the movie Titanic. Like, why <laughs> did he throw it in the, he could have helped any organization, anything. Sure. All right. Next is I used it for a retainer for my attorney. That's common. Yep. I use it to pay my rent. Yep. I had it made into another ring and I wear it as a badge of survival. <laughs> so I often make that, not make the suggestion, but just put, throw it out there that it can, you can recycle Repurpose the diamonds yeah. into something else, a pendant, another ring. Moving on here, I got a few more. It was in my boyfriend's truck and the truck was stolen. They found the truck, but not the ring. Mm -hmm. Another one is I got a new set of tires on my car. And another person wrote, I never got a ring. Oh, so sad. Another one wrote, I used it to pay off my credit card. I went on a trip to visit my best friend. I bought a laptop. Oh my gosh, this one is so sweet. I'm a single mom of three boys and I sold my ring to give them a good Christmas that year. Aww. I gave him back the ring so he could sell it to get back on his feet. That's, That's generous. Like a very nice person. I took a trip to New York City. Trips are common. I sold my rings to pay for nursing school and it was the best decision I ever made. And then the last one is I sold it and gave the money to a woman's homeless shelter. Oh, that's, Very a, nice. that's the best of all. I know. I think that's a beautiful story. So you guys, thank you so much for being on the show. Tell my listeners how they can find you. What's the best way? Oh, easily. They can go to our website, which is mjgable.com. They can search Google. us. Yep. Google searches on social media. It's, it's kind of difficult not to find us. Yeah, if, you, you, if you look for us, we're there. Yeah. You'll, you'll find us. <laughs> We've got over 10 years, over a decade of, of digital history <laughs> at this point. So. And you can also find them on divorced girl smiling. Jackie, can I just add one one quick thing? I I want to make sure your listeners know that um, Matt and I have worked with people from all walks of life. You know, many years ago, there's a story real quick that sticks in my head. A woman um, sold her rings to us because she needed to have that money to leave an abusive relationship. I'm sure Matt will remember this. We had to transfer the money to a different account. It We had to use email only. It was, you know, very scary for her. Um, we understand that everybody's circumstances are different and we are here to not place judgment on anybody's circumstances. Um, and we legitimately are here to help you find the best solution that's right for you, whether it's a good situation or a bad situation. Um, we legitimately want to provide you a service and we're not here to, you know, pass judgment on anybody. Or take advantage of you. Yeah. Uh, I'm so glad you guys said that. That is very important. So in closing, what I want to tell my listeners is that it's oftentimes heartbreaking to part with a ring. 
But I do believe that if you wait until you feel the time is right, I believe that selling your wedding rings after divorce can be liberating and empowering. And for me, it almost felt ceremonious, like an initiation to formally let go, to accept what happened, to put the regrets behind me and to step into a brighter, better future. So again, you guys, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate the time that you took to do this. Of course, happy to do it. Jackie, thank you so much for allowing us to come on. And to my listeners, if you want to find trusted, vetted divorce professionals like Matt and Ann, or you want to listen to more podcasts or download my mobile app or read articles or sign up for my free consult, come see me at divorcedgirlsmiling.com. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. We'll talk to you real soon.